my goodness. I'm going to be doing this by myself tonight. But at least I'll be there for you in the morning. So anyway, I'm sorry I'm very, very late today. It's been a very, very busy day. And I needed a drink of water. But I hope you guys have had a great day. Um, I just, I cannot believe it's this late. It's almost 9 o'clock at night. But I do have a word. And I do want to tell you guys, we've got a lot of cool things coming up for you guys. I've been, let me see if I can get it up on here. Yeah, I did. Right here, if you check this out, this is our new uh, Monday Night Live that we're going to be starting January 1 for you guys to actually uh, include you and open it up to the public. We're going to be opening up Ezekiel's World to the public to try to help you guys uh, find out how to move through the heart of God and how to uh, how we do things here, basically how God teaches you to move through contraction point one, two, three, and four, um, how to battle the witchcraft, how to do all these things and how to learn the tips and tricks about how to move with the Lord as he moves you higher into the dimensions of his heart and into his love while we help you get cleaned up. Um, we allow you to go at your own pace or you can come up and do even deeper heart work and work with us by becoming a member. So we leave that up to you. And uh, But this is going to be starting in January for you guys if you want to join us and find out what we're all about. And we'd love to help you or help you through your journey so that we can help you move into destiny and what God's called you to be. But this is what's starting in January. This is what's coming your way soon. So we're going to flip that off the screen so that we can get you into the message. I hope you guys are doing okay tonight. Um, and if you're joining me in the morning and catching the replay again, or even later tonight, if you're catching the replay, I apologize for my tardiness. I just have had a unbelievably busy day today and uh it's just the way the cookie crumbles in that sense it's where i'm at it's part of my job so what's going on with you right now uh halloween's over hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah um and, and it was really weird here last night we did not have a lot of we only had like two trick-or-treaters last night and we don't really celebrate halloween anyway in my house because of personal stuff that it's just uh, that's a long story with that but we just don't celebrate it's not for religious reasons it's for personal reasons here in my family but we it was really weird because we drove around last night and there was nobody on the street absolutely nobody on the streets not even little kids walking around so it was just kind of a weird year but i can't help but think that it's also because of what we're dealing with in our nation right now and how you know people are just they're tired and they feel like there's enough evil in the world. You know, I could be presuming that, but that's really what I can't help but think. You know, people just think there's enough evil in the world. Why contribute to it? And so, anyway, what's going on in your world? Let's see what's going on in your world. Because I am really fatigued tonight, and so I'm really going to try my best to uh, walk through this and hear the prophetic. I feel like I've done my best to hear it while I was writing the message up. And so, but everybody's super fatigued, obviously. We can't, we're, we're just beyond, we're just beyond, can't even, we can't even begin to express the level of fatigue that's going on with a lot of us right now. But you know, God made you. And if he made you, that means that he equipped you to be able to walk in this level of pressure and in this level of uh, witchcraft. And so he's actually lifted you up for such a time as this. And so he knew you were going to be dealing with this. And I believe he's expanded in making, if you've been faithful to get free from the gunk, he's expanded your, uh, your spirit man to make room for himself to help you walk in these higher dimensions of the spirit, which means that he knew what he was doing when he put you here. <clears throat> so it's not a, 
it's not like throwing God off or anything that all this is happening to you. That's what I'm trying to say. So <clears throat> pardon me, but the good news is this. If you're fatigued, so is the devil. You got another devil's form. Absolutely beyond fatigued. And the best news of that is, is that they don't have anybody to strengthen them or to reinvigorate them. The devil doesn't give them that. Just relies, lets them rely upon their own flesh where you have the Lord to come in and strengthen you and give you more strength and firepower through himself. And so that's the good news there. So all you've got to do is ask for it and keep pressing for it. Because what they're trying to do in order to wear you down in this hour is that they're releasing major macro spells. Major macro spells with planetary magic, zodiac magic, cosmos magic mixed with spells, evil altars, and ingredients on those altars, including innocent blood sacrifices to give them power. And so this is the way they do it. Hey, how's it going? I know I'm really, really late. I didn't anticipate. I've just been, been talking to myself. <laughs> Actually, I knew I'd probably get a lot of people listening to the replay, but it's cool because I was late, so I didn't anticipate anybody being on. Good evening. So <clears throat> this is what you're going to do. Part of your fatigue is because they're releasing macro spells, which has made it hard for you to hear in the spirit. Okay. This is the reason for the intensified witchcraft which affects your hearing. It affects your ability to plug in. It affects your ability to want to plug in. So you're going to have to press beyond it. This is part of learning the patterns of God and not letting anything stop you as an intercessor. And I'll tell you, even as a leader, as a front runner, um, and as an intercessor, and I tell our people this all the time, you can't rely on your feelings. You can't rely on your fivefold giftings in order to make yourself press into the new. The only thing you should be relying upon is on the truth of God's word. That's the only thing that should be motivating you. And I believe that's the one thing, pardon me, that he does want to motivate you because he doesn't want you relying upon anything about yourself, only upon him in the days ahead. He just wants you to know that he's a faithful God, keeps his word, he finishes what he starts. And so if he is faithful to finish what he starts because he is the word, then that means that we're able to do what he's doing because Jesus went through everything we went through or going through. And so this is nothing new to God. So the Lord says, for you in this hour, intercessor, you need to sever the ties between the altars that I just told you about and the magic. Sever the ties, break the altars up. You said, is not my word like a hammer that shatters and breaks a rock to pieces? And then sever off the connections to magic, the altars, the spells, and then strip the macro spells off our intercessors on the international, federal, state, city, county, and personal level. Strip them off. Because the Lord says that they're trying to get you out of time. And I even have good news about that. The enemy cannot get you out of time. People are so stupid. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Some people are just dingwads because they don't have the common sense to know, go read the Bible. I'm just going to tell people that. Go read your Bible. You understand that our times are in God's hands. Our times are in God's hands. You can't take anything out of God's hands. You are not God. You cannot change someone's times. You can thank your God all you want and think that you're going to play God all you want. The occult does this every day. And they end up getting smacked all over the battlefield. And so this message is not just for the occult. This is for sheep that have gotten stuck on stupid trying to play everybody else's God. Because this is for the sheep that won't get cleaned up. 
This is for the sheep. And by the way, this is an Ezekiel word tonight. The word, the words are out of Ezekiel. Let me see if I can get it all right. Ezekiel. Let me see here. One, one through three fifteen. Then it goes into, and it's a hard word, by the way. It's a hard word. Hebrews three one through nineteen, and then we're going to wrap up with Psalms one hundred four one through twenty three, and then Proverbs twenty six twenty seven. But it's a hard word tonight. Hey, what is up with you guys? Are you a night owl? I was just going to come on and have my own little quiet time with myself and let people listen to the place. Wasn't going to bother anybody. Then everybody's like, you just got to all know where is Doctor Missy? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to have the moral support. So anyway, this is this is what it is. This is what it is. So you're you're learning. We're learning how to battle because the enemy is trying to hit us. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I can always count on y'all because they're all of my buds. But you you it's amazing to me how now we're fighting on two fronts. We're fighting people that won't get cleaned up in the church, and then we're fighting the occult. And, you know, I used to wonder this before we started. I used to wonder, you know, because I was listening to all these prophets and all their words, and I'm thinking, why aren't these words coming to pass? Why aren't these words coming to pass? And the Lord said, and he didn't tell me at first until here recently, about a month and a half ago, he said, because people aren't getting their hearts cleaned up. He goes, and some of the things people are saying, I'm not saying. He said, my words only come to pass if I speak them. <clears throat> and so, and, and regardless of whether you have a revelation, because uh, the gifts are irrevocable. This is something I'm learning about the gifts. They're irrevocable. You can't give them back. You didn't give them, so you can't take them away off of them. Those of you who try to play God over this, which make me just crack up. I have to absolutely crack up laughing. Because it's absolutely hilariously funny to me. Because we see all this crazy stuff in the spirit, and we see we're experiencing all these things that people are trying to do in the courts of heaven. And I'm just like, oh, okay. God bless. So we're seeing all these things happen with these prophetic words not coming to pass. You know why they're not coming to pass? They're not coming to pass because God didn't speak them. God did not speak them. God is not obligated to honor your words. He's only obligated to honor his. And in this hour, he said, if you'll only speak and pray what you're hearing your father say. Now, this, is, this, this brings me to a different conversation. I'm not even in the words yet. This is just the good stuff before. Because words going to get intense. But if you're not getting cleaned up and you're listening to voices, what if they're not God? And, and, and a lot of you sheep will be out there and be like, but I've been the Lord for 35 years. And I've been walking with the Lord for 45 years. And, and God's like, I don't care. You're half the problem. Most of you are half the problem because you won't get cleaned up. You won't get cleaned up. And, and you're coming into the Lord and getting mad at God and you're stiff necked and you're, you're hard hearted and you're ticked off and you haven't gotten your dreams manifested yet you want to know why you haven't gotten your dreams manifested yet because you won't get cleaned up and that's why your words aren't coming to pass that's why he's not honoring your prayers he's not obligated to this is the problem in the nation this is the problem and so if you've noticed and i've been talking about it the last year and a half almost two years now telling the same old thing i i i, I said it so much i got sick and tired of hearing myself talk i saying get cleaned up 
get deliverance, get cleaned up, get deliverance, get cleaned up, get deliverance. So it's why he's bringing all these deliverance ministers on the scene. All these types of deliverance ministries. It's the new normal. It's the new normal. Which brings me to the John Kilpatrick message. If you didn't listen to John Kilpatrick on Sunday. Gosh, he had a great message. He had a great message. Um, oh, you know what I didn't do? Hey, hey, Brenda, can you... I don't know if I posted it or not. Let me see if I put it on here. I want to post our new... Um, shoot i can't man i should have done that before i don't have our new uh our new channel for monday night live and i apologize i'll, I'll put it on here on friday giving you guys the link to go subscribe to monday night live again if you didn't catch me at the beginning of the replay we're going to be starting a new class for you in january it's going to be on monday nights i will not be teaching it it'll be one of our phenomenal instructors one of them we have several She's going to be teaching it on Monday nights, teaching you how to step in to getting cleaned up, how to get your lives back for intercession, and how to get your lives back. We want to help you in your journey. I'm not just telling you these hard words to leave you stuck out there. I'm not that big of a, a horse as you know what. I really do want you cleaned up. I really do want to help you get there. But I can't make you do it. I can't make you. I, I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. So we're going to be giving you a taste of what we do here at Ezekiel's Wheel. It's the first level. We have four that you get to embark on. However, you don't get to embark in level uh, three and four unless you become a member. And so, but we're giving you a flavor and a taste of that through one of our instructors here on Monday nights. Her name is Sonia Vega. She's a phenomenal instructor. Phenomenal. And we've got several. All of our instructors are absolutely phenomenal. You're going to love their flavor. You're going to love their teaching style. You don't get contact with me unless you become a member. And then you get to come into our corporate worship and corporate uh, teachings and things like that. So anyway, consider that. Be looking for that on Friday. We'll keep you abreast of what's going on there. But John Kilpatrick on Sunday explained how Leviathan was attacking many in this hour on all seven mountains. You need to go check his, his latest message out. And to where many, he said, many have begun to step into this vain self-perception. That's my terminology about what he said. And, and, and Pastor Kilpatrick, we love you very much. You're a phenomenal speaker. Love his heart. He's absolutely out of this world from Alabama. Um, roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. And in Texas in the South, we say, hi, y'all. Hi, y'all in Alabama. We love y'all. That's what we say. So anyway, we, we really mean that. But he was talking about vain self-perceptions and people thinking more of themselves than they are. Thinking that they're better than other people in the body of Christ, that they're more holy, which is part of the Leviathan characteristics and Jezebel as well. Uh, to where these people, and it's happening, government, government and the church, by the way, on all the seven mountains, but we're seeing it all across society. We're seeing this thing manifest all across society where people, and, and this is, I think, where people get caught up in the church is where the longer you serve, especially in leadership, if you've been in leadership any amount of time and you, we're with ourselves 24-7, so we don't have, unless you have truth people around you all the time, and by the way, it's hard. I have truth people around me all the time. I will not trade them for anything, nothing. Um, and it's hard sometimes to hear their words of truth, but I purposefully put them there to make sure I stay aligned. It's very, it's hard, I'm not, it, it, but it's, 
strategically done in this hour because of the hour that we live in. So if you don't have those types of true people around you and you just got yes men around you, you're in a world of hurt, man. And you're going to be having people who are afraid to tell you the truth because they don't want to offend you. Uh, they don't want to uh, make you reject them. They don't want to feel rejected by you. So they don't tell you the truth. And so here you are with yourself 24-7 thinking you're on the right course. And all of a sudden, you're just over here in la-la land. And you're far away from the Lord. You're losing power. You're losing momentum. You're losing the anointing because God's drawing your spirit back because you refuse to do things God's way because no one can tell you the truth. So this is what uh, Pastor Kilpatrick was talking about where we're seeing this happen. And, and this is a people group actually that have begun. This is a dysfunctional sheep group that had begun to tell God what to do when God has told us what he's going to do. He's been telling us what he's going to do through the prophets, true prophets. I'll label the true prophets. Pastor John Kilpatrick is one of them. Kent Christmas is another. I believe Kat Kerr is another. And I believe that they're hearing the Lord. And, and I believe that God is a God of his word. I believe God's a God of happy endings. But we have this dysfunctional fivefold, these group of fivefold ministers who are in the body and they won't be quiet. They won't be quiet because they're so busy spewing their dysfunction and their venom. It's out of the heart flow, the issues of life, right? And so their hard heartedness is coming out of their heart and they're spewing venom into the atmosphere and they're polluting people groups. They're polluting the atmosphere. And then we wonder why these prophetic words aren't coming to pass because you've got a clashing of the word. You've got clashings going on in the spirit. So I'm sure the angels are up there going like, well, what do we do? What do we do? One saying yes, one saying no. What do we do? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, maybe so. If not, we won't go. I'm a schizophrenic and so am I. That's what they feel like saying to themselves. That's what some of you make them feel like. You make them feel like spiritual schizophrenics because that's what you are. Your flesh is dominating you because you haven't gotten your flesh cleaned up, your heart cleaned up. Therefore, your words are corrupt. Your prophetic words are corrupt. Your decrees are corrupt. Your prayers are corrupt. Your worship is corrupt. And you think you're okay. You think you're okay. Yes, you're losing firepower. You're losing firepower. And hence, judgment is now at your door. This is what Leviathan does to you. It's what Pastor Kilpatrick, I believe, was talking about. So it's hilarious sometimes to watch these people when, and we see it in government right now, because we have the same mentality in government where people think, I'm getting away with it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and nobody's going to tell me what to do, and nobody's going to hold me accountable, and all the while, judgment's at their door. Boom. Boom, boom, LaRue. I'm going to get into that here at the last part of this. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about judgment, what happened to, in my atmosphere 10 years ago when God, because that's how God uses my vessel. And I don't say that in a braggadocious way. I'm just telling you. I, I'm a prophetess of judgment. I carry a double, for, a double sword of truth. I can't help but be who I am. Um, and that's what I, that's been prophesied over me all my life. So I forget about that aspect of my walk a lot. Until God brings me into atmospheres to where he starts putting his finger on things. And he'll say, look at this. Look at that. And then he'll start telling me to give prophetic words. Go give them a word. Tell them this. Tell them that. And I'll just start obeying. And I'm watching this whole thing unfold. And watching all these pieces of the puzzle come together. Where lo and behold, you get a prophetic judgment. 
that's formulating and you're like, uh-oh, somebody's in trouble and I hope it's not me. That's how God uses my vessel. So this brings us to Ezekiel 1, 1 through 315. And it talks a little bit about Ezekiel. who was called to be a priest and a prophet called to the nations. And that was predestined before time began. If you don't know anything about our destinies, <clears throat> they're predestined before time began. We don't we're we live in time. God does not. So God says, whom I call, I qualify, not you. You don't qualify anybody. Only God qualifies a vessel and it's done before time began, before you were even a, a, a gnat in your mother's eye. <laughs> so I'm going to say it like that. But this is the, this was Ezekiel and this was part of his background and what he was called to do, but he was called to preach action sermons. And he was, he had a calling on his life. We just stipulated that, but he also had a call to judgment and help Jerusalem try to get their act together. There was a people group that he was trying to help get their act together. And then he was also called to bring judgment to the nations. If you know anything about him, go read it. But then, you know, in God's compassion, God was also going to use him to help bring restoration to help call all men back to himself, readying them, hopefully, for revival. Does this not sound like America right now? Well, God's sending out his prophets if people will listen. God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. That's a key word, humble. Some of the people and some of the sheep in the body do not know what that word means. You could slap them upside the head with it and they wouldn't know what you were saying. They'd be like, oh, I'm humble. I'm humble. What are you talking about? I'm humble. I'm humble. As they're all puffed up like a peacock. And I'm just like, you need to go use your Webster's Dictionary. You need to go research what the meaning of that means in some synonyms. Maybe some synonyms to help break it down. Help you out a little bit. I don't know. Okay, so we'll go for it. So, you know, it's funny to me because I'm a people watcher. And, and it's psychology. I'm always talking to our leadership staff about psychology one-on-one. We watch patterns in people. And to me, you know, I've watched people all my life. And, and I've watched people get themselves into a pickle in more ways than one. And God will always show me, you know, things before they happen. Like I'll see it long before it gets here to the Lord of my life. I'll just see where things are leading and I'll just shake. I, I can't, I'm not trying to be sarcastic in saying that. I just can't help it. Sometimes you just have to shake your head because you're just like, you know, that does not take a rocket scientist to see where that's going to lead somebody if they keep going down that path. But you can't tell people things. Some people are so hard headed. They have to learn for themselves because some people are so arrogant and full of pride that they think they know more than God. And this is something, you know, I can honestly say as a kid, um, it, it only took me five years to learn a lesson that took God 25 years to heal me out of. So, I mean, it's all contention. And you think that I thought I was good. I thought, well, I got out of that alive. I got out of that. I was only gone for five years, but I did enough damage in my life that took God another 25 years to have to heal me and deliver me out of. That's how much damage you can do in your hard-heartedness, in your stiff-neckedness when you refuse to listen to God. And you could think, well, I'm doing good. You know, I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. I'm good. Yet what you fail to see 
is all the aftermath that's fixing to come now because of your disobedience. And so God has to be true to himself. He, he's a God that doesn't lie. And he has to be true to his word. He can't deny himself. He is the word. So if it's in his word and he's got prophets prophesying the word to you and warning you and warning you and warning you, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. It may not be here yet, but it's coming. It's coming. You can try to prophesy it away. Even if you have fivefold giftings, you can think you're going to get out. Pardon me, get it out of your way. And God's like, it's coming. Ready or not, here I come, says the Lord. See, what you don't understand is that God is sovereign. He's sovereign. And so if God tells you something, he finishes what he starts, whether you like it or not. And so I can think I'm going to thwart what God wants to do all I want. Hello, Miss Hernandez. I can think I'm going to thwart it all I want, that I'm bigger than God all I want. But you're no match for God. You know, I'm no match for God. You're no match for God. So at the end of the day, what God says, if it's truly of God, it's going to come to pass. Because if your words, it, it's kind of like Elijah, when Elijah went up against Jezebel. And he was and he was being sarcastic. You go get your little dancers. Go get your little, wherever they're from, I don't know. Tell them where they came from. I'm just throwing something out there. But then Elijah was going to get his worshipers. He's going to bring them in. And he's going to, he's going to help. He, he, but he was basically being sarcastic and tell him, you go do whatever you do. You go do your little powwow, your dancing thing. Go do whatever you, magic magicians. And then I'm going to bring in my people. But when my people come in, when God comes in, see, I, my people is only one person. His name is Jesus. But when my people come in, all it takes is one more from God, and he's going to blow your whole world right up. <laughs> he's going to ignite it. He's going to ignite it. And we saw that's just what God did. So it's all about whose word weighs the heaviest. That's what this is all about. So this is Ezekiel's life. This is the pattern of man that I've seen. And we're talking about Ezekiel's prophecy where God highlights the Lord being high and lifted up, where God begins to show man how he's not going to share his glory with him. And that man is God's creation and not the opposite. And that man is not God and, and does not tell God how to do his job. And But Jerusalem had a problem with this truth because like you and so many people today, people don't like being told the truth. They don't like their lives interrupted. And, and, and if you feel like your life's been interrupted with truth, it's because probably you've fallen away from God, even as a church leader or a follower. Because a sheep, if you're continually following the Lord, and the Lord, if you know his voice, we never feel interrupted by God. A true sheep that's following the Lord, we never feel interrupted by God. Matter of fact, we feel instructed and excited to hear what God is speaking and where He's direction where He's directing, and we're always listening. And I'm not saying anybody anybody any of us have got it figured out, but it's not an imposition on my life, even when I get corrected by God. It's never an imposition. Matter of fact, I invite correction because it keeps me on the right track and it keeps me aligned with him knowing that I'm okay, that I'm coming in, I'm coming on into where I'm called to be, into destiny. 
And God's saying, ready or not, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. So the Lord's saying, I am the Lord. This is what he was telling these people in Ezekiel's day. I'm the Lord. And he told the people that he wanted them to act for his name's sake so that his name would not be profaned. He wanted them to get aligned. Because had the people of Judah been more concerned for their honor of the Lord, they wouldn't have gotten off track in their walks. When we begin to dishonor the Lord, we begin to fall away. When we begin to honor our own ways instead of God's way, that's where his spirit starts to draw back. Because we're trying to play our own God. And so God's saying, I'm not going to have, I won't have you serve any other gods but me. You're not your own God. And had they honored the Lord, had Jerusalem honored the Lord, God wouldn't have dis- dishonored them before their own enemies. So if you know anything about Ezekiel then, at the age of 30, Ezekiel was serving in Babylon. And he knew the one thing the prophet knew, which was a certain, there were a group of people with him during this time. And I mean, I believe this is indicative of the remnant in America's day right now, where we're being forced, we're being stretched in places we never dreamed we'd be stretched in. Um, we're being forced to keep our eyes on God, even though we don't understand our circumstances. We don't understand uh, the delay. We don't understand the fatigue. I actually, I just think I understand the fatigue to a, to a certain degree because I know it's part of warfare, but I, I don't, I think we're having a hard time. Some of us of understanding why things have taken so long. And, but yet we know God is in this with us. And this is what happened to Ezekiel. And, and so he was in this foreign place. He was in this storm. He, he knew that God was there with him. And he knew that heaven was about to show up. He knew heaven was just about to show up. So even though things were dark, God was actually allowing the storm to get fully developed as a, as a sense of providence. Hey, man, what are you doing here? You guys are real troopers. Really, because I was just going to come and give you guys a replay, but it's good to see everybody. But this was a sign of God's providence. And if you know anything about a holy God, if you know anything about God, the Father, God is good like this. And then he'll give us a setup to give us the most extreme situations of hardship sometimes as a test to see how well we're going to trust him, how well we're going to trust his word, how well we're going to follow him. Or are we going to get sucked back into our own devices, to our own shortcomings and digress? It's kind of like last week when I was talking to you guys about the ending of that test between the serpent and the eagle side of yourself. Are you going to progress? Are you going to digress? Are you going to give way to the things that God just pulled you out of? Are you going to keep going forward into the new? Where even when you don't know where it's taking you, even where you're tired, even when you can't see, you're like, what do I call it? It's called blind tired. You're walking blind, tired. Your eyes are crossed. You're just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, God. Just happy to be here. Called blind, tired. My new terminology for you. But this was Ezekiel during this time. And so it was a setup from God. It was a providential setup from God because these people that God was setting up actually were the enemies around Ezekiel. And he was setting apart. He was separating the people groups out for those who 
thought more of themselves than they ought. And he was allowing the people to see who was truly serving God and who was not. So, and it's because these people group that thought more of themselves, they kept judging the speck in everyone else's eye, like Leviathan does. And they keep, they, they refuse to look at their own heart conditions. So he was allowing people to see who was truly serving the Lord. The Lord was allowing people to see who was truly serving him and who was not. It was a separation going on, a deeper separation. And, you know, it's interesting to me because it seems like when things are getting out of control, that our times feel like they can feel like they're getting out of control. But if you know anything about God and if you know God's heart, you know that our times are in God's hands again. Psalms 31, 15. And nothing can change timing. Nothing can change your future. If God has made you, hey there, how are you, Sylvia Cole? Nothing can change the blessings that God's promised you. If he's told you he's going to do something, he finishes what he starts. And so, although times have been stressful, I, I, I do want to add this for the sheep who are kind of stuck um, on, or kind of stuck in their own ways because they add a little bit more stress to our our natural than is necessary sometimes. And 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 these are... I think some people, get, you know, I don't want to be rude in saying this, but I'm going to be blunt. Some people get extra stuck on stupid because they don't, I mean, it's like they, they don't have anything better to do, but to, to just use what they've got to use, which is confusion. And then they try to draw everybody else into it. So I'm going to ask you, even though you're blind, tired right now, kind of like I am right now, even though you're blind, tired, and you have all these distractions trying to come in around you in this hour, I'm going to say, hold on to one thing. Don't hold on to your emotions. Don't hold on to your fivefold giftings. Don't hold on to God's word. God is true. He finishes what he starts. And ask him, say, Lord, unfold the next thing. I need you to take me into the next step of this thing. That's the only thing you're going to be looking at. That's the only thing you're going to put your faith in. You're not putting your faith in yourself, not your fivefold giftings, not your emotion. You're keeping your faith in the word. That's how you do that as an intercessor. So going forward, God's trying to explain to us. So I've already, I've already talked about how when a heart is corrupt, the prayers of that heart will be also as will the hearing of that heart. So when that heart decrees a thing, they're decreeing outside the will of God to where God's not obligated to honor that person. He's not obligated to honor that person because they're dishonoring him. They're dishonoring him in their disobedience and refusal to get cleaned up, especially when you try to dishonor or you try to label your dishonor as God's truth. When you know that your actions are sin, God says you can't call right wrong. He said, woe be the person who calls right wrong and wrong right. Right. You've read that in the scripture. You've read your Bible. So, He's, he's trying to do a deeper separating. So the fact is that a sheep or a vessel in crisis, if you know anything about this, when you've got sheep who don't really know what's going on, they'll try to get everybody around them to live their lie with them. We're seeing this in government. We're seeing this on all seven mountains. We're seeing this in church now where people aren't really hearing the Lord and they're trying to get people, oh, we've been friends for a long time, but I, I'm going to prophesy this anyway. And we're going to prophesy. We're going to prophesy. And, and I just want you to agree with me because we're buddies and I want you to be my yes man and just pretend like I'm hearing the Lord, even though I've got a little bit of revelation here and there that might've been hit and miss, but it's not because they won't get, they won't get cleaned up. And God's like, no, 
That's not what's going on. I want you. Oh, I'm glad to see you here too. God bless you, Sylvia. Glad to see you. So this is a season right now where we're seeing this on the international, federal, state, city, cutting and personal levels with Leviathan and Jezebel infiltrating all seven mountains, trying to corrupt as many hearts as possible. And the only hearts that are safe are the ones that are keeping true time with God, the one that the ones that are getting cleaned up. Because God says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So if you're getting cleaned up, you're going to be hearing correctly. You're going to be hearing clearly, more clearly, versus through all the witchcraft. Because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, witchcraft is through the roof right now. And it's going to be through the roof probably before and after the elections. So Lord is saying to you, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is right now? So, um, and I want to encourage you with this too, because I don't know about you, but you know, I was thinking about this yesterday, um, with regard to Ezekiel, but when I was younger, and this is what I want to encourage you to hold on to the nuggets that God gives you, write them down. If you got a vision, write it down. But he used to give me nuggets during my testings and I've been through some testings, not that you haven't, but I have been through some abnormally hard testings right i believe to prepare me for the calling god has on my life but in one particular one where somebody had lied during a car wreck and they had lied because they were the ones that created the issue god took me into a oh of what was it a, a little church thing i had to go to the church and i went to the altar and he told me, he said, I'm going to deliver you out of this lion's den. That's all he told me. That's the only thing he told me for a whole year, <laughs> for a freaking year. And I was, I had threats of lawsuits, threats of all these things, crazy things going on. And that's all I had to hang on to that God told me, I'm going to deliver you out of this lion's den. And I, and I was a nervous wreck. I was like, you know what, God, I need a little bit more. I just need a little bit more. A little bit more than what you're willing to release here. I need to know what's going on because I didn't have anybody telling me answers. But you know, at the end of that test, it was exactly what God said. He delivered me out of the lion's den, just like he said, because I held on to the truth. And so it's interesting to me, you know, if you think about the spirit of Leviathan coming onto the scene, why do you think Leviathan even bothered to come onto the scene? Have you thought about that and what the last, last few revs have been about? Because the devil's trying to use perverse people to twist the truth when God's bringing all truth onto the scene for those who will get cleaned up. And so when he try, he's trying to twist the truth to hinder God's fullness of time. And so these vessels that are coming forward right now that are, have, that are still corrupt and they refuse to get cleaned up, are the ones that are the their prime candidates for Leviathan to use because they won't get cleaned up and they can twist the truth from coming into play. They can twist revival. They can twist the truth and hinder revival. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry, I'm tired. And I have a dog out in the other room that wants back in my office that I'm not letting them come back in. <laughs> sorry. I love them, but it's a distraction. Um, she's a, a stay on task. <laughs> stay on task. So anyway, the Lord says it's about truth and time. It's about truth and time right now. And the Lord says, I'm coming, ready or not. And if you're not ready for the truth, if you're not willing to deal with the truth of your own heart, 
Lord says, you're not ready for God. You're not ready for the truth and the fullness of God to land on your vessel. Because it's all about the truth, which aligns you with time. You can, nothing can take you out of God's hand. Your times are in God's hands. And sometimes he'll hold you a little bit longer. He'll hold you up a little bit longer until you decide you're going to walk in truth. This is what the purpose of this hour. So if you haven't been getting cleaned up the last eight years, then your prayers and prophetic words haven't gotten cleaned up either. This is why your words aren't clean. Um, which determines your ability to hear God and keep time correctly. This is Ezekiel's position. His, his position, which is part of the um, position that we're in right now as truth prophets, was to deliver the funeral songs and pronouncements of doom and judgments to the rebels of that day who refused to honor the Lord and do what God had told them to do. These rebels were, are just as bad as the world in this day and time because they're stiff-necked, hard-hearted, stubborn people. But God's about to strike them. The Lord said, I've been warning you. He said, I've been warning you. And if you notice, the last two weeks of the Rev is all about judgment. It's all about judgment. Talking to the rebels. All about and see, it's funny to me how, and it's interesting to me how all these, how people will watch this rev, and they'll think, "Oh, that's not me. It's not me." When the wise heart says, "Lord, is that me?" Put your finger on anything in me if I'm hard-hearted or stiff-necked. Put your finger, especially if you've heard the true prophets give you a word. And he's told you what he's going to do. And you're bucking through prophets. Especially if you're the one that called them into your house and you're stupid enough not to listen. When the word of God says, when you've heard the true word of the Lord and you refuse to listen, you're as good as dead. That's the word of the Lord. It brings me to Hebrews 3, 1 through 19. It says, quit looking at your circumstances and keep speaking the truth to the hard-hearted. I don't know how much more plain he has to be. <laughs> I'm just, and I don't, I tell you all the time, I don't make these up. This is where it just unfolds today. So whenever we're tempted to look at our circumstances, you better be sure you got plenty of truth loving people around you because we're living in a day where people are spewing lies all around themselves, trying to get everyone to live the lie with them. Nobody seems to want to acknowledge the truth about what's really going on. So while God is in the, in the sidelines shouting, Hey, Hey, America, get your butting gear into truth, into my truth, and not your version of it, especially in the church. That's what he's saying. He's been telling me this for two days now. Those exact words, get your butting gear. But the Lord says because they're angry and they're easily offended and hard-hearted, their walks have made them bitter. They demanded to come forward without getting their hearts cleaned up. And when had they obeyed me, they could have come forward and gotten cleaned up all at the same time. Imagine that. Which was actually the plan all along had they listened. But no, oh no. Because they thought they knew more than God in their attempt to tell God, I don't have time for this. Or I don't want to deal with that issue from my past. Or in their anger, they muttered, how dare you bring up my heart condition, God, when you never answered my last prayer that I ask of you as though God ever owed them anything to begin with um, in their ingratitude and entitlement. 
But we're not going to discuss that. That's between them and God. But because of their age, they felt that God owed them something. But in reality, God didn't owe these hard-hearted muggers anything but a swift kick with his nine-and-a-half boot into reality. Which is the word God gave me as an Ezekiel's prophet. A nice, clean, hard word for those hard-hearted hearts to chew on. And they still are too ignorant to see their own stubbornness was fixing to cost them at deeper levels. This is the evil heart of unbelief, which robs you from entering into the land because you think you're getting your way or you're getting away with sin that you refuse to change. But what you don't know is that you're falling further and further away from where God wanted to take you. You know that's what sin costs you? Sin pulls you. When you refuse to do with your heart condition, it pulls you further and further away from your blood. You don't get to enter in. And God can't change his word. He's not going to go against his own word. And so if you know anything about the word, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But when we hear it, we have to obey it. Not just give lip service to it. Because this is what disobedience causes. Which brings us to Psalms 104, 1 through 23, which states, Judgment wakes us up when we don't listen. And I don't know about you, but in my five years, this is where my conversation actually gets kind of interesting with you because this happened to me about 10 years ago. Actually, God put me in a job about 18 years ago, I guess. And I was there for almost 10 years. I've been gone for about 10 years. And I never worked in a, a work environment with such dead people. I mean, spiritually dead demon-infested people, all of them, except for two of them, actually, two guys that were just really sweet guys, and they knew the Lord, and those were the only two friends I walked out with. But, you know, it's interesting to me, when our lives are good, we take things for granted. Um, but even more amazing to me, how the reality of harshness, the harshness of God's judgment wakes us up to what we had in past seasons when we don't listen. And I think a lot about what's happening now to some of these people that I used to work with back then, because when I walked away, God told me to dust my sandals and never look back. And that's what I did. I've never looked back. I've never gone back. Um, I've had a few phone calls. Um, I only take the phone calls from the two people that I'm friends with, but I don't ever want to go back into the relationship with other people because it was such a bad situation. And they were so dysfunctional and so abusive, not just to me, but to each other, that it was just a, a, a venomous environment, a very, very toxic environment. Um, um, and it was a horrible environment to work on or to work in because it had Jezebel, Leviathan, and Abaddon, Abaddon as well as that Ahab to deal with, uh, where people abused you to the max on a daily basis. It literally felt like you had to walk on eggshells around them. Uh, over the concern of losing your job if you offended them. And it just got old. It got old because I, I tried showing love to them at first, but you can't show Jezebel love. Because when you show Jezebel love, unless that person is broken, like you break a wild horse. I mean, God literally will break 
the heart of that vessel over and over and over through hard, I mean, painful situations to get that heart to be tenderized again because it's gotten so hard-hearted. I've seen this in my family. Um, I've sought at this place, and I, I was taken in as a prophetess of judgment. My walk is what it is. I can't help who I am through the Lord. But I was taken in, and at first I started off giving prophetic words, and I was just happy to be there, happy I had a job. Um, but I know the patterns of God on my life, the way he operates. And then I started watching for, looking for Jezebel. That's what I, my first motive op is wherever I go is to look for my Jezebel. It always never fails. It's always somebody, especially in this day and time. And they started showing up. And then I realized everybody was one, which was unbelievable. And um, then uh, they started berating me and started trying to beat me down when they saw that I was loving. And that's what that spirit will do to a loving vessel because it wants what you have, but it doesn't know how to get what you've got. And so it's jealous and it's envious and it's covetous, which is like Leviathan. And they all operate in the same mode. And they want what you've got, but they don't want to do to get what you've got. And it's usually submitting to a power greater than itself because they're so full of pride, but they're so hard hearted that they're like, I don't need God. And even they're all, they all proclaim to be in church. And I literally had a conversation with one of the people and I asked that person, I said, Hey, and, and cause I was sick and tired of the, abuse. I was sick and, and I, I, I got so fed up one day I walked into another part of the office and they were in there and they were making a snide comment to me. And I said, Hey, I said, you're a Christian, right? And they're like, yeah. I said, you're a Bible believing Christian. You go to church on Sundays. You believe Jesus Christ is God. Yeah, I believe Jesus is God. I said, then walk your walk. And I said, and quit talking to talk because the rest of us are about sick and tired and we're about to drown from all your life. But that was where the whole party started. And that's where the whole deluge began, uh, the dam began to break. And at the end of it, to get to the point of the story, I'm wrapping up my time with you. Um, I started standing up and doing what God told me to do. And God started giving me hard words for them. Really hard words. Like warning our leadership, different members of leadership. Hey, this is a thus saith the Lord. You need to go back and apologize for this. Well, who do you think you are, Missy? You work for me. I'm saying this with the utmost respect. The Lord is telling me to tell you this. You need to go back and apologize to different employees for this. If you don't, you're going to lose your job. Well, and I literally had one, one boss and I told him, I said, um, the Lord told me this and I told him specifics about what we're fixing to happen. And he leaned back and well, Missy, he goes, I, I don't agree with you. And he goes, um, I just got remarried and got a great job and my life's great. And Okay, I've already served the Lord. See you later. Have a nice life. And I walked out. <laughs> I walked out. Made my immediate boss so hot. He goes, I cannot believe. Because I didn't know what my immediate boss knew. My immediate boss knew that there were cuts coming. Layoffs coming. I didn't know that. Two weeks later. He was gone. Gone, baby. Gone. Not to mention the fact that my immediate boss was 
demoted. Not to mention the fact that four other leadership in that whole department was demoted, got sent to other states. God crushed the structure of Jezebel. And I got laid off, but I was told a year in, a year in advance that I was going to get laid off. God told me. He told me to make a book about my job. My book took off to number one the day before I got, uh, not demoted, but I didn't get demoted. I got promoted, actually, passed the test. I, uh, but before I got laid off, my book went to number one. I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I'm just telling you how good God is. And then God said, I'm moving you off the world system and onto mine. And he was preparing me for ministry. And so to the average, I guess to them, they were like, ha, 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 you know, I got you. And I'm like, no, man, this is a good thing. And I remember I saw a mini movie a year before it happened. And God showed me exactly what was going to happen. My boss was going to walk in and he was going to say, hey, Missy, I, you know, I, I hate to do this. Exactly. To the day, he told me not to make my, my budget past September 28th, the next year. And I did exactly what he did. And a month before I got laid off, I started unpacking my desk, taking everything home. Just looked like I was cleaning up everything. But I had made, God told me to make a how to do like my job, a, a, a book about how to do my job. And I thought, well, you make a, you make a book about how to do your job. <laughs> I'm not making a book about my job. I said, yes, you are. I said, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. They've been mean to me, God. They've been mean to me as a prophet. No, God said, yes, you are. You're going to make a book about how to do your job and you're going to leave this place better than you found it. And then you're going to dust your feet off, dust your sandals off. And you're going to leave. And I'm getting to the point. So exactly what happened happened, by the way. And, and when I walked into my boss's office that next day, exactly what happened happened in my mini movie a year prior. And I knew what he was going to say. And he's like, Miss, you have to call you in here and I have to tell you what's fixing to happen. Da, da, da. And I said, I'm getting laid off, aren't I? I'm getting laid off. Am I getting laid off? I go, am I getting laid off? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. And I go, this is God. I go, this is God. Yeah. Hallelujah. I go, I've got a book for you. I'll be right back. I marched out and got my little book. And I said, it has all the tabs on there, how to do all my job functions. I've got two weeks of paid leave. We're starting now. <laughs> And I'll see you later. Have a nice life. And fast forward to what I'm getting ready to tell you. I just found out yesterday because judgment has continued in that place. And as sad as this is, um, people don't listen when God warns you. Because God removes the prophet. He has you do your job and then he removes you, takes you on to the next assignment. But I just found out yesterday <clears throat> that two of the people, one of the people, that gave me the hardest time died and for no reason i mean and he got the person got judged right after he gave me a hard time um and it started then but i didn't know that and then i found out that i was worried about another person who had passed away that worked there and i knew during that time that their time their time was short if they didn't change and i didn't know why and I still don't know the, the, the specifics as to what went on in that life, but this has all happened. So you don't tell me, you don't think judgment is, you don't think God's serious when he tells you judgment is here? You don't tell me, you don't think I'm taking it serious as a, as a prophetess of judgment? You don't think I'm taking this seriously when I'm telling you this, if you're watching to the replay. And if he's told you to get some stuff cleaned up, you don't think he means what he says. And so for some of you, 
you're going to listen to this replay. I'm not worried to the people on my board so much as I am for some of the people that listen to the replay. Because some of you listen to the replay, and I'm going to speak to you only. Some of you that are listening to the replay, the Lord says, I have told you. I've had prophets come to you. You've invited prophets into your own house. You've got prophets in your own family. You've got prophets that have refused to come up alongside of you. They've refused to help you because you've chosen to do things your own way. And God says, this is, I'm not telling you anymore. I've told you what I'm going to do, and it's already coming to pass. You're diminishing in power, just like I said you would. And I'm bringing my plan to pass. Whether you like it, ready or not, it comes. The Lord says it could have been a blessing on your life, but you chose to do things your own way. Because you chose to do things your own way, disqualified. Just like King And unfortunately, the Lord says, I mean what I say. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. But for others of you who have had God put his finger on things. He said, you understand that when you support evil, when you support uh, the sins of another, when you cause another brother to stumble or sister to stumble because your refusal to tell them the truth, you realize everybody gets burnt. Not just that person. Because it's very true, the law is very true, that when God gives you a word as a prophet, as a prophetess, and he says, and you refuse to give it, you refuse to acknowledge truth and walk in truth, and something happens to that person, their blood is not on their hands, it's on yours for refusing to stand up in what God told you to stand up in, which was his truth himself. himself. Which brings us to Proverbs 26, 27 as we wrap this up tonight. I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight. I know it's a little bit late. It's really late, actually. It's almost 10 o'clock here. But, um, it's, it's really, really serious. You know, it doesn't seem like things are happening. But for those who are really hearing the Lord right now, for those of you who are aligned, you're right on the precipice of having the best life you could ever imagine. It's about to bust through. But for those who've refused to comply, we've got a dichotomy fixing to break through, basically. People who are who are who have been working against God and the people who have been working with God. So the people who have been working against God, you're about to walk in the worst place imaginable. That's your busting through. But for those of you who have been obedient and getting cleaned up and who have humbled yourself, even before your congregations, and said, you know, I really screwed up and I have to repent before you and before God. People that have done that, Lord says, I'm fixing to bust you through into the best years of your life. That's why I put this background on here for you. It's a busting through, if you will. That's what that reminds me of. It's busting through into the new. And so I'm going to leave you with that as I leave uh, and I read Proverbs 26, 27, which states, Whosoever diggeth a pit shall fall therein. And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. Basically, that means those of you without who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's what that means to me. 
But I'm going to leave you with that. Again, don't forget, I think I still have it on here. I can use this on YouTube. This is our new uh, Monday Night Live that's fixing to go live uh, um, in January. If you want to join us, mark your calendars. You're going to want to go over to this page. It's called, uh, I think it's called Monday Night Live or Dr. Melissa Hood. But I'm going to post the link on Friday and I apologize. I meant to do it here. And so forgive me. I just wanted to make you aware of what we're getting ready to bring to you. We're trying to give you a flavor of what we're doing for intercessors and front runners as we start you out in 2023. If you want to uh, join us, I want you to go subscribe to this channel. We post it on Friday and you'll be notified when Sonia Vega goes live. She's one of our instructors and it's going to start you in a process of learning how to walk through the heart of God. You won't get me except for on the rev, but if you want to, you want to get me, then I'm going to encourage you to join the team. You're going to join the ministry and you can go into our members page and join. Um, and then we start taking you through the process of deliverance and you start getting free at breakneck speeds. But until then, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday and you will get the good night's sleep and know that I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.